Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, author Serena Valentino, to the show. Welcome, Serena. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, I think a lot of people nowadays, they're really loving the backstory behind other Disney characters, especially the villains. So what gave you the idea for going behind the scenes and why they became the way they were and why they acted the way they they did? Well, how I got the idea, you asked. Um, You know, I was writing a comic book series uh, called Nightmares and Fairy Tales. And um, one of the editors over at Disney contacted me and he said that, you know, he was familiar with my other work and he wondered if I'd be interested in telling any of the, you know, a story with a Disney character. And he asked, you know, which character I'd be interested in. And I was like, well, the villains, <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that would be a dream for me. So we sat and we talked about it for a while, deciding, you know, because I have this list of all the villains that I want to tell stories about. And we decided the the first one should be about the Wicked Queen from from Snow White. So it was was a cool experience. I mean, I hadn't written a novel before. I had only done comic books and I was a little trepidatious about it, you know, because I hadn't, you know, really tackled that yet. But then my editor over at Disney is just so supportive and amazing. He's like, you know, I can tell, I can tell that, you're going to be able to do this. So, you know, just sit down and do it exactly the way that you would want to. And let's see what happens. And, you know, I had, I had no sort of concept about where this was going to go at the time when I wrote the first book, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to write this book about the Wicked Queen and we'll see what happens. And, um, it was great. It was really well received and Disney asked me to write more and now we're doing a series. So, it's um it's it's an exciting experience. I'm really thrilled for you. I, I have to ask about the collaboration because you know sometimes Disney has certain things in the canon. How was the how was the collaboration working with Disney to decide on certain things, or did they just say, you know what, we trust you. We're going to give you the full reins and and give us give us whatever you think would be an interesting backstory to these characters. It's really interesting because I think I was a little bit more afraid of of stepping out of the Disney bounds than Disney was, you know, um, because it's, it's intimidating, you know, when you're, you're taking on characters that have such a huge canon. Um, and my editor kept reassuring me, you know, you know, we hired you for a reason. We love the way that you tell a story. We love that your stories are darker, that <clears throat> your take on fairy tales is a lot more like the original tales, like the original Grimm's fairy tales. And we want that in your story. We want you to write it the way that you want to. And I absolutely have all the freedom that 
I could ever wish for. Um, the only um, the only boundaries that I have is that when I'm writing about the the scenes that happen directly from the film, they have to go along with what happens in the film. So I couldn't say change like something that happened on screen, if if that makes sense. That's like really the only thing that, the only real rule that we have when writing these books. Each time that I start the process, I just, I spend a lot of time thinking about the character. I mean, if you think about it, um, like let's say the Wicked Queen, for example, she's not a very developed character, really. I mean, the the villains in general aren't very developed in the stories, you know. So there is a lot of space to to build upon with them. And so my question that I ask myself each time I go into one of these books is why, you know. And that's what people want to know in general when someone is bad, someone has done a terrible deed. Like in real life, the first thing they ask themselves is why. Why did they do that? Why did this happen? So <clears throat> I come from a theater background. And so what I like to do is I just sort of like to become the character, think about her or him and and really immerse myself and, and figure out why. Like, why did, you know, why did the Wicked Queen want to kill her daughter? I mean, that that's a huge question. And so it, it, it all builds from there. And then once we get to the scenes that are already like within the context of the film, all of those things just flow because you're already that character already sort of channeling her feelings and, and, and her desires and her thoughts. And it, it, those, those scenes aren't a block, you know, they're just, they just flow with the rest of the story. And now we have Ursula, you know, Ursula is such a big character in the Disney canon. We see her everywhere in the games online you know she has this drive you know she is a, a female character who has a drive to get something and but um you know i haven't gotten a chance to read it myself but could you give us a, a brief synopsis you know for those who are looking to go ahead and purchase the book but want to know a little bit about it before they get to uh, physically read it that's always hard for me it's always hard for me to describe my work i know that's something i need to learn how to do properly but without without spoilers i mean but really i mean this this book is about i mean if if first of all was about the dangers of what grief can do to someone i mean because that's what really ultimately destroyed the wicked queen was her grief um and if cruelty um could you know turn someone into a beast and and that's really what the beast within was about this book would be a cautionary tale about making somebody hide who they truly are and I thought it was important to tell a story about the dangers of not letting someone be who who they are, um, making them feel loathsome for who their who their true inside self is. Um, it's about her relationship with her family. It's about her relationship with herself. It's about betrayal and tremendous loss, but it's also about friendships too. I wish that I could say more because I don't want to. I don't want to to spoil it. But I mean, you'll learn some of the back history between Ursula and King Triton, um, a bit about uh, her interactions with with Ariel. Though the book doesn't really. Uh, the book doesn't really focus under the sea, which might I think is surprising for some of the you know some of the readers. It's it's more about her personal background when she was a lot younger, how she learned who she really was, um, and 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 how her family uh, uh, reacted 
to her her true nature and um it's a it's a really powerful story i think because i think there's a lot of people out there who feel like they have to hide who they are and um i think that um when people are forced to hide who they are sometimes anger and resentment can come forth and it can be it could be very dangerous um for them you know it's very self-destructive and that's really what this story is about and you've already had several different meetings with a lot of the fans who have you know gotten signed copies of the books and have any of them who've officially read the book what are their thoughts what have they said to you so far um, you know, I am so lucky. I have some of the most loyal, amazing, beautiful readers I could ever wish for. And I mean, literally the day that it came out, I was getting messages from people who like binge read it, like as the moment that they got it. And <laughs> I got so many heartfelt, beautiful messages from them. Um, I have read a few reviews that people felt that maybe um, the story didn't focus on Ursula as much as maybe some of the other tertiary characters. But, you know, I took a risk with this uh, with this book and I decided to make it an ongoing series rather than a series of standalone books. And because Disney and I haven't officially announced what the new plans are for the line, people don't quite get that they're probably going to get more of Ursula's story in future in future installments. Mm-hmm. Um, and b- because that's not how we've done it in the past, they're feeling like this is what they're what they're left with. So I don't blame them for feeling maybe a little bit cheated. Um, but I felt like after I wrote The Beast Within, um, well, when I started The Beast Within and I realized that this was going to be an ongoing series, I thought that it would be cool to bring some of the characters from Ferris of All along with me. And once, and then I felt like, you know, I definitely wanted to do that. I wanted to bring you know, more of the characters from both stories into into Ursula's story. So we're talking with Disney about making, doing like the books and trilogies so that we can devote more time to each villain and the, um, the side characters that I've created as well. So I, I wish that I could expand more on that, but we haven't sorted all the details out yet. I, I've read on your website, which I want to mention for listeners is serenavalentino.com. You can get in touch with Serena if you have any questions that I don't ask during this interview. I, I can't get to everything because I don't want to spoil anything too. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I read on your website, you know, you have other Disney villains in mind. And um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the post-Disney renaissance. So I love like Atlantis and Treasure Planet and Emperor's New Groove. Um, are you are you interested, or is Disney interested in in, in in delving into more of the stories of some Disney villains that maybe aren't the most famous or well known? Well, I tend to gravitate towards like the classic fairy tale villains personally. Um, that's and and I, I happen to have like I'd say the next six books planned. So to answer your question, not any time in the future. I mean, I don't want to emphatically say, no, I'm never going to do it because I really don't know what's going to happen. But uh, we do have we have a villain picked for the next book. And everyone always asks, well, who's who's on your list? You know, who's on your list of people that you want to do? And right now, like the top people that I, you know, for the future that I would like to write about are Maleficent and um Cinderella's step family. Mm. And I think as 
a book of its own, not a part of the villain series, though it would be a villain book. I want to do one about Corella DeVille. Um, but I don't see her in the current universe that I've created. It would probably be like, it'd be, be her own book. It would be like if, if she wrote the book herself. I would always think that in the back of my mind, you know, that Disney might keep the option open to a possible TV show or a movie or, you know, short mini series based on one of your books. Would would you be interested if that if that proposal came to the table at some point? Oh, well, I mean, it would entirely be up to them, you know, because I'm I'm writing these for them. So if they decided they wanted to do that, I mean, I would be thrilled. I would hope that they would decide to have me on board to be a part of the process. I mean, that would be a great honor. I'd love to be able to do that. But I mean, they haven't they haven't mentioned anything about it so far, but you know, let's keep our Ursula fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the Ursula book seems to be doing even better than the previous books had. So maybe with with this success, you know, they might think about it. I don't know. I really hope so. And I'm going to, again, I want to mention, I'm going to put in the show notes below the link to go ahead and buy your own copy of the book of Poor Unfortunate (laughs) Soul, because of course we want to support you, Serena. And I, I, I can't wait to get my hands on one of the, uh, one of the books myself. And, um, and before we end, I want to ask three Disney themed questions that I ask all of my guests. We'll start with our Donald one, which is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater? Oh, the first Disney movie I remember seeing in the movie theater, well, it was like such a visceral experience, was Bambi. <laughs> because I was really little, and my dad my dad is a hunter. <laughs> so it was sort of a debacle because I'm sitting there watching Bambi and... Um, Bambi's mom gets shot and I just looked to my dad and I was like dad is that what you do (laughs) he was like "Um, no no and and, but I ended up I ended up not talking to him for like two weeks after after seeing it because I was I was so angry I was convinced that he killed Bambi's killed Bambi's mom (laughs) (laughs) and our goofy question what Disney character besides the ones you've written about do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person. Good gravy. That is a huge pantheon of characters to choose from. You're making me, you're making me, um, probably Maleficent. I think, I think she would. I think Maleficent would be my best friend. And our Mickey question. If I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? The first song that comes to mind is all, well, it's always something from Beauty and the Beast. And I'm, I can't believe I can't remember the title of it right now. It's in the, the, opening, the opening sequence of, of when the town is, is singing about Belle and Belle is singing about her life. I often just sing that song like around my house or like when I'm doing dishes and or even taking a shower. It's like one of my favorite songs ever. I love the music from 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 Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid like so much. Like I'm complete like theater nerd and I went to musical like I did musical theater like growing up. So I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show, Serena, and I can't wait to read the book finally, you know, after waiting and best of luck with the next books. So thank you so much for these wonderful stories. They're a lot of fun to read. (laughs) Thank you so much. And it's my pleasure speaking with you today. And I hope you enjoy Poor Unfortunate Soul and send me 
me a, a message. Let me know what you thought. Got to pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and go ahead and sign the scroll. Found some jets and now I've got her, boys. The boss is on a roll. This poor, unfortunate.